of this podcast is to inspire you to think critically about issues of life and seek God. We hope you enjoy the podcast. A woman in India watches as her sister is dragged up by Hindu nationalists. She doesn't know if her sister is alive or dead. A man in a North Korean prison camp is shaken awake after being beaten unconscious. The beating began again. A woman in Nigeria runs for her life. She was escaped from Boko Haram, who kidnapped her. She is pregnant, and when she returns home, her community will reject her and her baby. A group of children are laughing and talking as they come out to the church's sanctuary after eating together. Instantly, many of them are killed by a bomb blast. It's Easter Sunday in Sri Lanka. This is an expert from Open Doors' website. Open Doors is an organization that serves persecuted Christians around the world. The point here is there's definitely a cost of following Jesus as the Lord and Savior. There's a cost that is very difficult to pay on this earth. It is very difficult to go through life by becoming a Christian. There's some sort of cost that I have paid in my life by following Jesus. I have personally experienced a lot of things in my own life, and I have definitely paid the cost of following Jesus myself. And this is what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 9, Then they will hand you over to be persecuted, and they will kill you. You will be hated by all nations because of my name. Listen to this. Jesus Christ, our Lord, he himself said there would be a cost if you follow him. Look at these statistics from Open Door website. Just last year, just last year, this is what happened. Over 360 million Christians living in places where they experience high levels of persecution and discrimination. 5,898 Christians killed for their faith. 5,110 churches and other Christian buildings attacked. 4,765 believers detained without trial, arrested, sentenced, or imprisoned. And this is a cost that our brothers and sisters around the world are paying to follow Jesus Christ. And this is just on the record. Imagine how much more off the record is going on. And we don't think about this often, especially in America. A lot of people have this luxury to follow Jesus Christ without paying any price whatsoever. But for the people who are living outside the United States where there's no such freedom as freedom of speech, freedom of religion, you have to be subjugated under one religion, under one nationalist religion, and you are expected to follow that all the way. And if you try to convert to another religion like Christianity, then you lose a lot of things, including your life. Jesus Christ said, you will suffer with me. You'll suffer for my name's sake. And there will be a cost to follow Jesus Christ. But today I want to focus on something else. You see, I understand and I believe there's a cost of following Jesus Christ. But I think there's greater cost of not following Jesus Christ. One thing we have to understand is this. There's no excuse for any of us to say that I don't know if God exists at all. Romans 1, 19-20, this is what Apostle Paul said. Since what can be known about God is evident among them, because God has shown it to them, for his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without excuse. What is he saying? Look around you. 
Look above. You look and look, 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 look at the mountains. Look at the skies. Look at the seasons of life. Look at the perfection and order and cohesion in the world. Look at the solar system. Look at all of this. Look at the position of the Earth. It is not too far from the sun, and it is not too close to the sun. How does this order and perfection happen? There must be a grand designer. So there is a God. Many of us believe that there is no God, and then if we just ignore the truth, and it's going to be all right. I don't think that's a good idea. You see, life is meaningless without God. Life in this world, we can we're seeing right now. There's a lot of suffering. There's evil, and there's all kind of injustices you have experienced yourself. You have you have thought to yourself, why is this world so bad? Why is there so bad things happening around us? See, in this life, you wander aimlessly because without God, I must say this, there's no way to look further than yourself. You are limited to your own perception, limited to your own view, and whatever we do and whatever we feel, how much ever fun we have in this world, we still experience the voidness, the restlessness, and we still are empty in our hearts. As a non-believer, I experienced that. I didn't know if there was meaning to this life, if even there was any purpose to this life. And that is why we pursue a lot of temporary things. I pursued maybe playing sports. I wanted to engage myself just watching television, just busy on net, uh, social networks, social medias. And we find a way to engage ourselves so we'd forget what our actual pursuit ought to be. And we are busy and we, we live our meaningless life. But the fact of the matter is this, we are designed to worship God. We fill the void to worship God by worshiping the inanimate objects in this world. We pursue the matters, we pursue the things, we pursue those objects that do not have life, and we say, all right, you're my God. I'm going to worship you now. Like we pursue things of pornography, we pursue things of this world, celebrities, sports, we pursue other like singers, authors, we idolize all of those things, and we live in this fairy tale we just consume ourselves with the things of this world so we don't think much of the things that might happen outside of our control. We are designed to worship God. We need to not forget that. In Deuteronomy 6.13 in the Bible, it says this, Fear the Lord your God, worship Him, and take your oath in His name. See? We are to worship Him. We are called to worship God. We're, we are wired and designed to worship the Creator. But we find our fulfillment in the things of this world. We say, I have a purpose. And we pursue the temporary purpose in this life. And we say simply, why should I worry about what's going to happen after I die? That's exactly what we need to worry the most. There's only meaning in God. In this life, if you want to live a meaningful, peaceful, a life that is full of joy and purpose, then you will not find those things in the things of this world. You will find those things in God alone. And we simply replace that by other ambitions. We replace that void in our heart, void in our life to worship God by simply with the things of this world. And that never again fulfills. There's no way that fulfills us. That's why Jesus says, I am the living water, come to me. Jesus said, I am the bread of life, come to me. I am the way, come to me. Jesus knew 
Jesus knew that we may drink from the waters of this life, but that's not going to be fulfilling. Jesus, that's why I said, come to me. I am the living water. I am the endless supply of this living water. You're thirsty. You're hungry. Come to me. You're spiritually dead. Come to me. To me, I'll give you life. Yet, we consume ourselves and we completely destroy ourselves in the pursuit of this world. We use drugs, we use alcohol, and none of that is long-lasting in the end of the day. That's what we do, and that's how we continue to live. But if you want to find fulfillment, purpose, and meaning, we can find that only in God. There's nothing out there which can fill the void in our spiritual life. Jesus came to give life. In John 10, 10, this is what he says, A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. Jesus said, I have come to give you life and that life is in abundance. I'll give you that life that is so, it's going to be so better. It's going to be so amazing. You will not want to go back to the world. You'll taste the goodness. You'll taste my righteousness. You'll taste the love, the perfect satisfaction in me that you will not want to go in the world. And this is an implication to us that nothing in the world is abundance. It's always lacking. There's always shortcomings. But in Jesus, there is fulfillment. For those people who are being persecuted and killed and tortured daily, why are they ready to die? It is not that because they lost their minds, right? It is because they have found the greatest meaning, fulfillment, and purpose in God on this planet. As long as they're here on this earth, they have discovered that there's hope, joy, fulfillment, abundance in Christ alone. That's why they don't care what happens to them in this earth. They care only how they are going to look in the end. The cost of not following Jesus is really greater than cost of following Jesus. And worst of all, the cost of not following Jesus is an eternal separation from God. In John 14, 6, this is what Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said, I am the only way. Yes, you may say, such and such religion is the way. And you can also say that, well, there's no such thing as eternal life. There's no such thing as life after death. Do you know that for sure? Do you have this absolutely figured out that there's nothing after death? Jesus, who rose from the dead, said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And there's heaven. You cannot come to the Father. You cannot be in heaven. You cannot be with me. You'll be eternally separated if you do not come through me. I am the way, Jesus said. Believe in me. And in Romans 10, 9, this is what Apostle Paul says. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So there's one condition. This condition is that you ought to proclaim with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord. And then with your heart, you have to believe that Jesus died for you to save you from your sinfulness, from your absolute depravity, from your absolute this wretchedness of this life. Jesus died for you and he rose again from the dead. That's the condition. That is not just to confess with your mouth and live your life as though nothing exists. That means you confess with your mouth, and you change your behavior, you change the way you live, you dedicate yourself completely to God, you surrender to God. And in Ephesians 2.8, this is what it says, For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not 
from yourselves. It is God's gift. So salvation in Christ, eternal reconciliation with God is the gift that God has given to us through Jesus Christ. So we simply putting our faith in Jesus. We say, Lord, I'm going to live. I'm going to live completely, absolutely surrendered to you. My eternal destiny is in your hands. So Jesus is an antidote for our sinfulness. He is the antidote to the poison of sin. Why can't everybody go to heaven? Why do I have to follow certain sets of rules? Why do I have to say Jesus the Lord? It is because, first of all, Jesus didn't choose to shove the antidote of his salvation through our throat. He gave us this decision and choice to follow him. And the second thing is we are sick. We are sick. And we need healing. We need our this sinful disease to be absolutely disintegrated. It should be taken care of before we can be in His presence because God and sin does not coexist. You cannot be sinful and be in the presence of God. God is holy. God is perfect. And in order for you to be in the presence of God, in order to be reconciled with God, you need to be sinless. Only sinless person can be in his presence. That's why you can't go to heaven on your own merit, by your own work. You can go to heaven. We can, you can be with Jesus Christ once you accept this antidote of salvation from Jesus Christ. And he will resolve all your sinful accounts. And then he will take your sin upon himself and he will declare you righteous. He will declare you sinless before God. He will advocate on your behalf. To our Heavenly Father. Jesus offered his life on the cross. Now, acceptance of that work of God on the cross is the only thing that saves us. The cost of not accepting that sacrifice of Jesus Christ is far worse than the cost of following Jesus. The Bible says there are two dead ends. One way leads to hell, another way leads to heaven. That's all. Only two dead ends. There's nothing else. So whether you are the one who is going to pick one or the other. Once you die, whether we like it or not, we have no other choice but to pick one or the other. But the love that Christ has shown us on that cross should be the obvious choice for us. Because Jesus knew this. Jesus didn't stay quiet. Jesus didn't say, well, you failed. I can't do much about that now. No. He came down on this earth. He said, I know you're sinful, but I got you covered. I got you covered. Pick me, carry my cross, and follow me. I will show you a way to heaven. I am the way to heaven. Come. I am the loving Father. I love you so much that I'm willing to die for you. Only in return, I ask you to come and follow and be with me. So Jesus loved us. Now, those who who decide to just completely reject this offer, they have chosen something else. By default, they have chosen to be heading towards hell. But those who have chosen to follow Jesus because the way is is, is dangerous, the way is uncertain, but following Christ is the certainty. If you pick Jesus Christ, Jesus said, I will take you to Heavenly Father, take it to heaven. Whether in this life or the life that is to come, there is this there's, there's an immense cost that we cannot afford to pay. We need Jesus. For for those who has trusted Christ, 
they will inherit the kingdom of God. Today I appeal to you that follow that you who do not know Jesus to follow Jesus Christ. If you already have followed Jesus Christ, don't be a fool. Don't fool around with this world. Be focused. Live a Christ-centered life. Hold tightly unto Jesus Christ. Live Christ-centered life. Love God and his people. Avoid every sinful things in your life. And if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to follow Jesus Christ. Again, I say to you, there's a greater cost of not following Jesus than the cost of following Jesus Christ. Those who are being tortured and killed every single day, they enter into the glory of Jesus Christ. There is hope for them if they die. And they do that willingly. They do that with the joyfulness. They do that with rejoicingly. But for those who do not know Jesus Christ, two things happen. In this life, you live a miserable life. You think that you got a meaning in this life, while at the same time you're pursuing things of this world that are really temporary. There's no internal significance to them. And the second thing is you are eternally separated from the loving Father of heaven. God wants all of us to be in his presence. God wants all of us to know his son Jesus Christ and be saved. Now, today it is up to you whether you want to follow Jesus or not. I hope that you follow Jesus Christ. I hope that you come to understand that Jesus is the only way, only hope for this world. A lot of things are happening. A lot of political unrest. A lot of new persecutions. For Christians, even in America, there are a lot of things that are questionable right now. Jesus is the only hope. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only truth. I hope you come to follow him today.